Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation on a topic that is hopefully mundane for you, but you might find it intriguing, and if so, I hope you're able to, at the very least, sit back and relax as you listen to the Insomnia Project. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me, I have a special guest, Dan Tomlin. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Hey, Marco. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure, and I'm so happy to have you on. Uh, my listeners might remember that when I did the episode with Tyler Murray, we talked about MERS Nerds, and your name came up because you're a co-host of that podcast. So uh, welcome. And how is podcasting going for you, Dan? Um, podcasting has been uh, a fun ride so far. And Amazing. Yes, thanks. And uh, it's been a real treat to work with uh, Tyler, our mutual friend. It's true. And doing MERS Nerds has been a real learning experience. And it's been a a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to um, Tyler and I uh, doing our second second season coming up. So great. So great. Congratulations. And if you uh, get a chance, listen to MERS Nerds. Uh, MERS Nerds, rather, and I will put a link in the show notes for you to follow. Otherwise, you can find it on Facebook, and soon it will be available to you anywhere you listen to podcasts. But, Dan, I wanted to talk to you about... So you're a musician. I am. And you play the guitar. Some of the time. What other instruments do you play? Um, well, mainly in my basement, I have a small little recording studio set up. So um, I grew up playing guitar and uh, in the studio now I have guitars and synthesizers, uh, a drum kit, uh, bass guitar, and other noisy sort of instruments to uh, make songs. What symbols do you have on your drum kit? Oh, that's a good question. It's a very good question. And the reason I ask is my father-in-law is a symbol maker and he worked for Zildjian and Sabian. And we have a whole symbols episode in our archives where I talk to him if you ever are interested in listening to that. Wow. I yeah. uh, I think I'm going to have to go back in time and <laughs> check that out because uh, I love lots of... I'll, I'll answer the symbol question in a second, sure. but I've, uh, I love gear um, straight up. So... I like putting gear together and setting things up 
I think I just always have. Um, making the connections, making things work. Um, even tonight, getting set up for this uh, podcast, I uh, had to uh, troubleshoot a few things, but uh, we're here now. It's amazing. It is. And um, so just to get back to the symbol thing for a second, yeah. uh, I have some Sabian symbols. Okay. I've got Sabian hi-hats and a couple of Sabian uh, crash symbols. And my ride symbol is by a company called, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's Minio? Oh, yes, it is. Um, I've heard them say, I've heard my wife and my father-in-law say this name multiple times and it's not coming to me. It's it's an odd one to say. Yeah. I if think you, it's Meinl. Sure. Yeah, I'll go with that. Had you said Pisces, I would have been like, oh, that's the one from Germany. Um, yes. When they talk symbols, I just kind of tune out. So I don't even know why I asked you which symbols you have, because I wouldn't necessarily be able to speak to them other than to say we have a whole episode on symbols. We're but, just making references to the past here. I'm telling you, let me ask you this. One thing about guitar playing that's always been something I've been curious about is, you know, the pedal that guitarists step on? Yes. What does it do and why? Okay. So I love this question because I am possibly a self-proclaimed guitar pedal nerd. And that is a very vastly rising field of nerddom at the moment. Okay. And um, it's, I I think people have been nerds for guitar pedals for some time, but it's really starting to come to the forefront now. Um, And there's many YouTube channels. There's many books on them now. And to be on, to, to be honest, we're kind of in the golden age of guitar pedals. Really? We are. And uh, there's so many different builders from all over the world and they all share in a community, you know, online. And when, you know, we can do things together, they, um, there's exhibitions and all those kinds of things. And, um, the pedals are the, you know, the, the main focus on this. And there's many different pedals that do many different things. Okay. So really that's a loaded question, what you're asking me. Okay. Fair enough. So let me ask you this. The pedal doesn't make that wah-wah sound, does it on a guitar? Well, that would be uh, a wah uh, pedal. Oh, so, oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. So that, that would be like an example of a pedal uh, that makes that type of a sound. So there's many different pedals that make many different types of sounds. Um, do you want me to break it down a little bit to you? Yeah, because I always thought the thing that made the wah-wah was the little thing that's on the guitar that you lift with your pinky. Isn't there like, it looks like an Allen key or am I thinking something totally wrong? Clearly I, think, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe you're thinking of a whammy bar. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, so so like a wah pedal makes like a wah-wah sound. Okay. Right. And a whammy bar, um, you know, you may thinking be thinking would be easier to think of somebody like Van Halen. Right. Doing like dive bomb sort of sounds. Sure. Um, it's more of a vibrato effect. So you're you're loosening the strings and you're changing their pitch with uh with the whammy bar. So I see. I see. Yeah. 
So, okay, so then the wah pedal makes that wah sound, and that's yes. only one function of one particular pedal? That's correct. That's oh, right. wow. Yes. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I just watched a quick history on the wah pedal today. And uh, it's, uh, it's just fascinating where the stuff comes from. And some of the guitar pedals, or actually a lot of them, they've shaped the history of music as we know it. So um, maybe I'll give you a quick example. Please. A, a really a really popular guitar pedal that people buy, um, and it's really shaped the way that we listen to music, um, is the fuzz pedal. And now I'm, I'm not you know, a, a historian of sorts, but, you know, from my minimal amount of research, I can talk a little bit about this. Um, the wah uh, sorry, the fuzz pedal was created in the, uh, in the sixties and it was brought into fashion by people like Jimi Hendrix and, uh, Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones. And if you think of that song satisfaction, right, we right, all know yes. that, that famous guitar lick well, that's done with a fuzz pedal. Oh, and, you know, when people first heard that, you know, people started losing their minds because it was like, what is this crazy sound? Right. So then from then on, uh, lots of people started buying those and that was changing the way in which we made music. Um, one thing I want to add before this, the wah pedal, or sorry, I keep saying the wah pedal, the fuzz pedal was originally made for trumpet players. How, how, how does the fuzz pedal go from trumpet to, to guitar? You know what? I, I, I don't fully understand that myself, okay. but that's, it was originally made for trumpet players and really? it was originally like advertised to make your guitar sound like, uh, what do they say? Like you can make your guitar sound like a trumpet or really? make it sound like a violin and yeah. And you know, and then these creative people, they just got a hold of it and they're like, no, that's, that's not what this is for. This is what this is for. And then started shaping the fabric of history as we know it now. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. Okay. So Dan, please forgive me, but I got to ask. So does the pedal, the guitar pedal, whichever one you choose to use, whether it be the fuzz one or the wah, or I'm sure there's more you'll, you'll tell us about. So many. Do you, do you plug it into the guitar and then you plug it into an outlet or do you plug it into the amp? How does that, how does the log logistics of connection work with a pedal? Sure. So um, if you've got one guitar pedal, okay, there's an input, there's a signal input and a signal output. Okay. And your guitar goes into the signal input and then... Um, a cable comes from the output and then goes to your amp. Now, some guitar, most guitar pedals require um, a power source. So okay. there'd be a separate connection point. Um, most uh, guitar pedals run a nine volts DC. Um, very easy to put a nine volt battery, which is okay. the, the, the typical power source for a lot of pedals. But, but that's, that's, that's basically it. If I you've see. got one. Yeah. Um, so if you have more than one, uh, you would then plug your guitar into the first one and then from that one, go into the next one and from that one, go into the next one, oh, and wow. one go into the next one. And that's where things for me anyways, that's where things start to get interesting because this type of a, of a connection is called a series connection where one thing comes right after the next in series with each other. Right. So depending on what effect you put 
before and after each other, like however you organize these effects, um, the sonic outcome could be uh, increasingly different every single time. And uh, that's how people, uh, you know, a lot of uh, musicians, they'll figure out how they organize their pedal chain. And that's a lot of the time, that's what gives them their uh, unique sound. And uh, it's talked about uh, all over uh, the forums online. How wow. did this person do this? What was their chain? You know, were they using batteries? Were they using uh, a power supply? You know, sometimes a weak battery makes a fuzz sound amazing. Uh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. It's, there, there's a lot of variables. And, um, and to me, that's what makes it so very interesting. So It sounds like there's a lot of artistic, uh, there's an artistic quotient in using the pedal for a guitar. Yes. Oh, oh very wow. much so. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's, and that's the thing that I like about um, pedals themselves, because there is, I mean, you, you could look at it um, in a very uh, scientific sort of method, I guess. Sure. Where like, you know, this pedal does a specific thing and you need to put this one next and this one next and this one next and this one next. Um, but that doesn't always yield the most interesting uh, outcome. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's always fun to like, just throw some chaos in there and just mix things up and, and just see what happens in the end. So. Now, if, if a guitar player uses pedals or pro is proficient in pedal use, mm -hmm. are they considered a pedalist or is there a term for uh, a guitar player who is very proficient at it? That's an interesting question. Um, I'm not sure because there's definitely several uh, YouTube channels that I follow where um, the people that are doing their thing are relying heavily on the guitar pedals. I see. And I don't know if you, or if those people would necessarily, necessarily refer to themselves as a pedalist or I, I don't know if there's a, an, a, a term okay. in, in regards to that, but I think a lot of people, maybe they default to maybe certain genre um, terms, I guess. Um, I think a lot of people that use a lot of guitar pedals, they tend to make more um, ambient or spacey kind of music. Okay. Um, one is, of the, go on. Is the, oh, so I was going to say, is there a guitar pedal pedalist or whatever you want to call them <laughs> who you think is one of the greatest or, or is deemed as one of the most proficient at using the pedals? <laughs> I, oh man. There's tough just, questions on the, tough, on the guitar a, pedal episode. It is tough, tough guitar pedal episode questions. Um, there's, you know, th that one's up for debate, okay. I would say, because there's, there's just so many people out there and there's so many ways to look at it. Um, I could give you a few channels that are interesting to check out. Sure. So uh, one guy that I follow, his name is Andy Offling and he's out of New Mexico and uh, he runs a channel called Lowercase Noises and he does these very long uh, droning ambient um, live streams and some of them are like four or five hours long and sometimes he will create a loop like so he'll a guitar pedal uh, 
that you can use as a looper pedal. So you'll play, you, you can play a phrase. It will record that phrase and play it back. Oh, wow. And then what you can do is you can affect that phrase and um, change the sonic character of it with pedals over time if you want. So one pedal would record it and then you can manipulate that recording with other pedals? Yeah. While sure. you're playing? While you're playing, yeah. For wow. Sure. And um, it yields, I mean, this, it might be interesting for some of your listeners because it can yield very, very calming, very mellow uh, sonic experiences and uh, for, for long durations of time too. So it's, uh, that's, that's one example. Uh, somebody else that I might suggest to look up would be, um, oh, sugar. At least a channel that I follow is, um, that pedal show. And okay. there's these two guys from England and they go on a lot. I mean, it's, it's all about guitar pedals and making pedal boards and, uh, they, they break down a lot of the information about each type of pedal and, you know, the different types of things you need to think about when you're putting things together, whether it's current or voltage, um, or, um, inductance from AC current, uh, getting into your, uh, signal path. Um, so yeah, sorry. So that YouTube channel is called uh, That Pedal Show, and they're quite good. Um, okay, so you've brought me to another question that's come to mind mm -hmm. because you say that there's a lot of things that can influence the sound that comes from a particular pedal, mm -hmm. um, including you know the diminishment of the battery life in that pedal. Yeah, would the current from say a North American electrical outlet versus a British electrical outlet? have an effect on the sound of your pedal. Yeah. Uh, the type of effect it would have there, would, would, it would probably destroy. Your oh, really? Okay. <laughs> because uh, uh, they have, their their system over there runs on uh, 240 volts, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Right, where, where we run on 120 here. But they would have pedals for the 220 volt. Would that same pedal with the 120 volt, if made in the same factory, but with a different plug, have a different sound depending where you play it on the globe? So, you know what? That is that is an interesting question. And there, there's a couple things I can say to that. Okay. So, so number one, when you're building... Uh, so I've, I've made reference to something called a pedal board. Right. And this is something that's become uh, more, uh, I guess, ubiquitous over time because there's so many, like I said, there's so many pedals. Now people, they need something, you know, we don't just put them in a bag and then go to the show anymore. Right. You know, we have these pre-made boards with everything on them and everything's all plugged together and you've got one input and one output, you know, you put your guitar the input you take the output to your amp and you're ready to go you know turn right. it on you're good to go so um the way that the majority of us power these pedals now are with um uh with with uh with power supplies so you have these these blocks and out of these blocks you've got like i don't know eight ten twelve uh outputs and into the block or the the block gets powered from your wall ward Right. 
and then it outputs specific voltages um, that sometimes you can manipulate uh, to your guitar pedals. So those blocks now, even more so now than before, um, are being built uh, to accept anything, any type of voltage from anywhere. And it will just regulate that I voltage see. within the, yeah, within that power block itself. But to, to answer your question kind of on a different tip, some guitar pedals are made to accept different voltages, but it's okay. not, but it's not like mains voltage. It's not like 120 volts. I see. I see. Or 240 volts. It's, it's the step down version, but you can, you can step down, you can have step down voltages come out as nine volts, 12 volts, 18 volts, 24 volts, 48 volts. They're, they're fairly common voltages to go to guitar pedals. And, um, some pedals will take a range of, of what type of, uh, and this is all in DC, by the way. Okay. Um, they'll take a range of what DC voltage they're able to accept. Some people can hear the difference. Um, there's a lot of videos out there. There's another channel I watch, um, by this builder. His name is Brian Wampler. And, uh, he's, he, he will, he'll, um, take apart a circuit and he'll show you how it works and he'll build one in front of you on the screen and he'll be like okay here's all the component like he'll he'll show you component level what's going on and he'll he'll change the variables of each component to show you you know what the difference is and um he's done a couple videos of running certain guitar pedals at nine volts versus 18 volts, say. Right. And uh, he's I, he's like, you be the judge. Can you hear the difference? He's like, I can't really hear the difference. But some people swear by it. There's a lot wow. of, there's a lot of like magic bean, <laughs> <laughs> right? In uh, in this kind of a thing too, right? So. So this, Dan, just so you know, this episode, I am like, I've got like a million questions have just come through my brain. Wonderful. And I didn't think they would. But how much real estate does a guitar player who uses pedals need on stage when they're with their band playing? <laughs> oh, it's it's really humorous, Marco. <laughs> because the memes that are out there about this stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just like it's like it, it's like you're hitting it right on the head. Cause if there's one thing about guitar players and pedals, it's it's like they can't get enough. And, you know, everyone, you know, in, in these circles, you know, we all make fun of that idea, you know, like you get to the bar and it's like, okay, here's your stage. Right. And it's like, you know, a four by eight sheet of plywood in the corner and like the guitar player's pedal board will fit on that. So it's like, where does the rest of the band go? <laughs> right? So, um, you know what? It depends. Some people tour... So, um, there's a band that I really like, uh, that's really known for, you know, uh, the guitar player is known for using pedals a lot. And that's, that band's called my bloody Valentine. Okay. And, uh, you know, I've seen them once at the warehouse downtown and, you know, not only did this guy, Kevin Shields is the name of the guy. Um, not, he, not only did he have a wall of amps, but he's got racks and racks of effects, um, in the back and it's, it's important for him to have those so that right. he can, he can give us, you know, the sonicness that's in his brain. So, you know, for somebody like that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's so much, 
um, you know, people always talk about the edge from you too. Right. And maybe you've seen that, uh, that doc, this might get loud. Have you seen that? No, I saw rattle and hum. That's how old I am. <laughs> <Rattle and> hum. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I think I've seen rattle and hum too, okay. but, um, so a documentary came out several years ago now. It's, uh, the edge, Jack White from the white stripes and, um, Robert, uh, sorry, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. Right. And the three of them get together and they talk about being guitar players. And it's sort of like the old guy, the middle-aged guy, and the young guy sort of set up, right? And and when they go to talk about the edge, you know, he's talking about all his gear and he's the one with the most gear. You know what I mean? And he's got this, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the edge and the amount of gear that this guy uses. No, I, I had no idea. If you watch that doc, there's okay. this one scene where they bring the brains of his system to the stu- to the, the stadium that they're playing. And it literally is a forklift that has to lift it up and bring it to the stage. Oh my goodness. And put it on the stage. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like that's, that's part of his sound though. Right. Like if you right. think of any, classic u2 song right sure. like it's he's got those you know it's that sound and what it is it's 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 a, a delayed delay repeats going on and on and uh brian eno and daniel lanois had a lot to do with that when they were recording songs like you know where the streets had no name where it's got that you know that undis- unmistakable rich guitar sound where sure. it's just those repeats going on and on and it just sounds huge and glorious right so wow Dan, forgive me for asking this question, but I, I I need to ask it. So, a guitar pedal you actually step on, correct? It's it's a pedal on the ground that you would step on. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because I, I I because you were talking about all these boards, I was like, oh, could it be such that you no longer step on them? You can just hit them with a finger and play or something. So I wasn't. I wanted to make sure. And if that is the case, or since that is the case, I should say, how do you know which pedal is which? When you're playing on a stage and there's multiple pedals in front of you. Oh man, I love you. You've got great questions, Marco. Thank you. This is good because so, you know, obviously there's varying degrees of this stuff, right? So you could be, you know, me at 18 years old, I've got like a distortion and a delay pedal and that was it. And that was the bee's knees. Okay. Right. Or you move in up in life to, you know, where some people are like the edge or, People, you know, uh, people like David Gilmore, uh, it's got just racks of gear. Um, and you're right. How do they know what to do? And, uh, one of the terms used, uh, when you've got so many guitar pedals is tap dancing because you oh, end wow. up looking like you're tap dancing all the right. time. Right. So one of the things that's become more popular as the increase of, uh, pedals, um, pardon me. Um, as, as pedals become, become more popular over time is something called uh, a loop switcher. And so I talked earlier about guitar pedals being in series with each other. Now, what happens when you have a loop switcher? Is, I don't know. Yeah. So well, yeah, what happens yeah. is your guitar signal goes into the switcher and then there are independent loops like in and out loops in the switcher. And so your signal goes in, it'll hit a loop. And if you turn that loop on, it'll go out to a pedal or a series of pedals, be affected, and then come back into the switcher, and that goes out to your amp. So 
if you have a switcher that's got multiple parallel channels in it, like I do, for instance, um, you can then program that to remember which pedals to come on at certain times. So, oh and then you can make banks of uh, programs that then you can just hit one button to recall that what that program is. So now on top, I'll add one more layer to that. So on top of that, a lot of guitar pedals now, they are also able to be programmed via um, a language called MIDI. That's M-I-D-I. Oh yes, MIDI. Yes, I've heard yeah. of that. Yeah. Right. Musical Instrument Digital Interface. And what MIDI does is it can send program change information and uh, continuous controller information. And so a program change is kind of like what I just said. So like, it'll tell you to change the program. So it's like, go to this effect, go to this effect. A continuous controller message means that you can have something that's called an expression pedal. And it's very much like a wah, like we talked earlier, where you can put your foot on it and rock it back and forth. Right. And that will give different value information to a pedal. Uh, and, and that will change the value of what's happening from that effect. So for instance, if you're using a reverb and you don't want reverb at one section and your pedals are off in the distance and all you've got is this expression pedal, but then that one part of the song comes on, all you have to do is just rock that thing forward and then you're just, you're floating in this spacious reverb space. Is it almost like feedback, like pedal feedback, guitar pedal feedback? Uh, what's that, reverb? No, like, it, well, is that an issue? Can you get feedback f- when you use a pedal with a guitar? Oh, I would, I, 100%. Okay. And, you know, sometimes that's the, uh, that's the, uh, the end result. The desired effect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, listen, I'm going to have to. Uh, invite you back for a part two on guitar pedals. Maybe you can stay for a bit and I'll do it for my patrons who are on my Patreon. We'll talk more about pedals, but we've come to the end of this episode. Hmm. Okay. Dan, Dan, thank you so much. My goodness, before I started this episode, all I thought about with regards to pedals and music where pianos have pedals and drums have pedals, I didn't think of the importance of guitar pedals. It's It's huge. It's and it's huge, and it's become such a large thing recently. So, oh my goodness! Well, we'll have to. We were even going to talk about puddles, so we'll have you back to talk more about guitar pedals, and maybe we'll dive into, pardon the pun, puddles on that on that episode. That's right, pedals and puddles. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Dan, where can our listeners find you? Uh, well, you can definitely find me uh, making new episodes with guitar nerds. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> Guitar nerds with Mers nerds. Sorry, Guitar Nerds is a uh, another web um, podcast that I follow. That's funny. Amazing. They just got a plug. Um, but outside of that, uh, I don't have anything solid at the moment. I'm okay. working. I'm working on uh, a few things right now. Fantastic. Well, might we see a guitar pedal deep dive on Mers nerds? could do a whole series on it season two season two my friends <laughs> season two dan, dan Tomlin, thank you so much for being a part of the insomnia project and enlightening us on guitar pedals thanks marco and for everyone else i hope you were able to enjoy this episode however it suits you best and i hope you were able to listen and sleep